Coming up, the degenerates choose their favorite 90s chicks. Odell has cocks on the ropes all in again in the weekly picks contest. And Jarrett Patterson runs for the record books on an all-new Giving the Points podcast now. And welcome back to another edition of Giving the Points podcast. I am one of two degenerates. Jeff Cox, and on the line as always is my faithful second degenerate, Jason Osho Odell. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I hope America's doing good. It was a great football weekend, and I'm looking forward to this show, man. Looking forward to the show. Yes, sir. A little bit less than to be desired for this week's card for college football, but we'll get into that later. So let's start with some tales from the felt. How did you fare this week at the poker tables? You know, I got there on uh, Friday after on Black Friday, and sat down, and it was it was wild. Every table was full. There was a wait list. Um, I've got an app that gets me in and puts hmm. me on the wait list about an hour ahead of time. So, what's I the name of the in. app, by the way? Sorry, it's I didn't. Bra- it. No, it's Bravo Poker. Um, okay, interesting. You, you can uh, you go on Bravo Poker, and up here, I've got an account, and it's got my casino number embedded into it so hmm. i can go into the casino and put myself on the wait list and by the time i get there usually i'm in the top two or three on the list so i sat down and within about an hour some slap nut sat next to me and he started ordering red drinks i don't know what they were red. but they were potent and he got drunk yeah. quick uh, i needed oh, to find out but he he uh he was chatting it up and we were sitting there talking and laughing and we got into a hand, and he just kept he just kept pressing the pedal, and, and I think I had like a a queen jack or something, and I had a queen jack, and I had queens on the board, so you know Jack's a pretty decent kicker, but he just kept pushing it and pushing it every mm-hmm. every card, and uh, I just called him down, and he turned over his cards that had you know king queen and out kicked me. And, and he made the fatal mistake of looking at me and laughing at me. I said, okay, you've just sealed your fate, buddy. Mm-hmm. So about 30 minutes later, I caught me a hand, uh, an ace three suited, which I like playing those kind of cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, the flop comes down, ace three queen. And uh, I bet out of about 50 bucks. And he looks at me and calls. Well, the next card comes. So I've got two pair. I'm thinking he's got maybe ace queen, maybe queen something. Mm-hmm. So next card comes a queen. So I check and he bets out $75. Okay, fair enough. So I call the 75. I'm not going to go away. Next card comes a three, gives me a full house. I check I to him. It. Yes. I check to him. He bets 75 and I push in 800. And his head snaps over at me, and I think he had about 250 left. Hmm. He looks at me, and he says, you don't have a three. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just, oh, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he pushed in his money, and I swiped it up. And it was funny. You, you can always tell a liar at the poker table. We're all liars at the poker table. Sure. But after about an hour into it, he was on the phone, which I assume was his wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, somebody. And he made the comment, no, I just got here. <laughs> so oh. he wasn't 
he wasn't where he was supposed to be. If anybody oh, in the Lord. poker room tells somebody on the phone, I just got here, mm-hmm. that is a bold-faced lie. Yeah. So he dropped about four or 500, and uh, you'll go back to trying to find the rent money somewhere else. But that was, that was really a good story of the weekend. I love those just degenerates that like to come out to the table drinking. You know, just a, you might as well have a target point on your on, on their shirt and just saying, "Hey, I'm oh, ready yeah. to donate money." I love it. Yep. Yeah, I learned long ago to never, if I'm in a poker room or any casino for that matter, if I'm playing for somewhat high dollar amounts, I'll never touch a drop of alcohol. That's the worst thing you ever do. So, no. And if you're going to drink stuff. in a casino, you you play roulette or you play. Um, craps or something like that i mean mm-hmm. that's what those games are for but when i'm playing real big boy money poker or blackjack i stay off of it yep so we were talking about you know every week we talk about the lines and what we you know choose which way we're going on the lines and i think you brought up something cool about and a lot of people may know a lot of people may not know how the lines are actually created within sports gambling so Give us a little insight maybe on, for those who don't really know, on how the lines are built and how they move from day to day before the game start. Yeah, this is something that come up uh, actually at work when I was talking to a fellow degenerate slap jaw. And he, he made the comment, you know, I can't believe Vegas expects Team X to, to win by seven and a half points. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, well, I don't understand what you mean. They don't. And he said, well, Vegas thinks that this team's going to win. And I just kind of laughed. I said, no, that's, that's not how it works. Vegas doesn't care who wins. Right. Vegas is, is running analytics to see what they think will be the outcome. And then they're looking at public opinion. Mm-hmm. So the way bookies and casinos make their money is not off who wins and loses. Vegas is trying to get half the money on one side of the number and half the number money on the other side of the number. So let's say that 5,000 people bet on Penn State to beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. And the line was minus uh, plus three for Penn State. And then uh, that same 5,000 people or different 5,000 people with the same dollar amount, they bet $100 on Michigan to win. At that point, Vegas doesn't care who wins. They don't care what happens. They're going to move that line a half a point this way and that way to make sure that half the people win, half the people lose. And I was explaining this to him, and he says, well, I don't understand. He says, why why would Vegas want that? Well, when you place a bet, any bet at any bookie, if if you want to bet 100 bucks, you have to bet 110. So – that 10% is called the VIG. So if Vegas wins, if if half the people lose and half the people win, Vegas still wins 10%. Mm -hmm. Because if you win, you get that 10% back. If you lose, you lose that 10%. So Vegas is really looking at how do we not lose any money and keep that, that line in the middle. And that's with any bookie. Some guy down the street who's, who's trying to make a, a book or even online or any place is trying mm-hmm. to keep that number in the middle. And what's interesting about it is that, you know, you and I have talked about betting and uh, I have a tendency to bet really early in the week if I see something. And right. there's, there is uh, some collateral damage with that because players do get hurt. This year has been horrible to do it, but 
players get hurt, games get moved, people get sick and don't play, a million different things, suspensions. But that Tuesday number is the purest number you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Because after that, come Thursday or Friday, uh, Saturday morning, the lines go crazy. Sunday morning, the lines go crazy. The closer you get to kick off to all these games, the more they move. Right. So the the purest line is going to be your your Tuesday morning, uh, especially college football. You can make a lot of money just by betting those games on Tuesday. Mm. Getting in before everybody else because you're seeing a pure number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you're saying, a not so pure number you're getting with after all the money has been bet, like closer to game time. I mean, it could go back and forth depending on you know what people like, uh, which side of it, but. I think I, I, I've been more uh, looking at the numbers, how they fluctuate. Like if I see it fluctuates two to three points, even if I don't pick the team that I think is going to win, I'll pick, I'll, I'll bet on the side of the team that the pets, the points have gone in favor of, if that makes sense. So a lot of times. Oh I'll, yeah. I'll bet, America. Yeah. Gamblers are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with them, but I'm learning a little bit as uh, I get a little bit more versed in the gambling world. Um, well, that. and a, a lot of these folks, you know, one big bet can sway the odds in multiple casinos. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about Mayweather going in and dropping. Uh, there was one one game that he went in and dropped 250000 on, and there wasn't a lot of bets out there. So it swayed the number a whole bunch. Yeah. And you you got to jump on it because you're you're getting free points if it's in your favor. So sometimes I'll I will make a bet on Tuesday and the line will move. Uh, you know, say perfect example would be uh, Notre Dame and and Carolina. Clemson. Oh, Clemson, yeah. When he got hurt, when uh, when uh, long haired Trevor Lawrence got hurt, that moved the line about a point. Well, that point meant all the difference. Mm-hmm. It made a whole bunch of difference because now you, you it went from a touchdown to less than a touchdown. And that's, you know, you put a little money to, to kind of cover yourself there. Yeah. So I thought that we just bring that up in case we have any new listeners that are kind of fairly new to the world of sports wagering. And uh, thought we'd throw that little segment out there. Um, so moving along, we'll move on to our most popular world renowned, the list segment where we'd like to, give a topic and kind of give our favorites of that topic, three to five of that. Um, this particular week, we're doing favorite 90s chicks. So uh, we can go anywhere from uh, TV to modeling to wherever you might have noticed a particular female in the 90s. And I know growing up, that was a formidable time in both of our lives and junior high and high school. So uh, as a reminder, after we get finished here, you can always go to our handle, Giving the Points podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, and follow our weekly lists. So let's start with your, uh, we're going to do top five, and we'll, of course, have an honorable mention, because I really easily could have done a top 20. Um, so give me your top five. Give me your uh, number five for the 90s chicks. Number five. You know, I absolutely love these lists because they're so subjective. And what I what I think and what you think can be, be completely different. Sure. So I'm looking forward to this. My number five, Daisy Fuentes. Okay. MTV heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. A goddess. I forgot all about her. And I remember watching, uh, was it MTV Sports? Is that what it's called back in the day? 
Ah, I think that was like, well, I don't know what shows she was on like half a dozen shows, but she was on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. She was all over MTV in the mid, maybe even early to mid nineties. So good choice. Um, I, I, I kind of, I know my top, top 90s chick is without a doubt number one, but I kind of two and five are kind of interchangeable. So I'll go with number five. This chick was like early nineties set the, the pace for what a '90s uh, video chick would should do and, and look like, and I, I'm going with Alicia Silverstone. She was uh, growing up in all the Aerosmith videos, uh, very very uh, attractive young lady, and she didn't really have a big career after like, Clueless, but uh, pretty good uh, in my eyes. So I'm going to take her at number five. She, she was definitely uh, she was definitely up there. Yeah. She was in my top ten. Okay. She hit top ten status. So, yeah, she's more of number four for. Let me, me just reiterate: she's more of like a cute, not like so much a hot. She was more like a cute, just growing up in junior high. That's that's all I saw. So her and uh, yeah. yeah, Liv Tyler, I believe, was uh, in the crazy video by Aerosmith. So I just want to add that extra yep. two cents. So give me your four. No, number four, Carmen Electra. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't know what it was. Just oh, I know what I it was. <laughs> you do too. You still. We probably can't say it on uh, our. PG thirteen pod. Well, we're, we're in rated R, probably. <laughs> but uh, oh yes, yeah. Oh, we're uh, just you know. I think you forgot. We're now listened to in Germany. Yes, we will. Like Indonesia, the, Germany, Ireland. Welcome our Nazis uh, to the podcast. <laughs> so Carmen Electra, what what's what uh, caught your eye about her? I mean, what where'd you first see her? Uh, MTV. Yeah. I. I, I, I as we've done these lists, I realized that I've watched way too much MTV yes. back in the day. And you know what? You're right. You know, growing up, it was all about like the music videos for the most part, and it kind of moved its way into TV. It's almost just like all TV shows. I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I watched a good percentage of my TV viewing back in the day was MTV and MTV Two and all the programming they had on there. You know? Yeah. Well, it was back then. It was just you had the same sports center that ran for 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then you had MTV mm-hmm. and it just kind of stayed on MTV. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of flicking around. Cause you know, we we're doing things and moving about. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of, I it. classified my grouping. I, there's more of like the traditional girl next door, cute, borderline cute, hot nineties chicks. And then there's like the, the freaks like the the playboy models and so there's kind of a two classifications in my eyes so this one was more of the first yeah. class the door, girl next door growing up she you know she's I don't know, 15 20 years older than us probably closer to 20 but i'm gonna go with michelle pfeiffer i know she's an older uh girl and just i remember dangerous minds and prior to that i think it's the fabulous baker boys just various movies that i was uh, you know, subjected to growing up. She just, I don't know, something about her eyes and she's uh, very attractive uh, for me back in the day. So I'm going to go with Michelle Pfeiffer at number four. Really good choice. The first time I ever saw Michelle Pfeiffer was in a movie called Grease 2. Oh boy. I never saw We're that. But way yeah. back. Oh, it, it is godly horrible, but I've watched it a hundred times. Are you times. a musical fan? I know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like music. I'm, I'm a big fan of of, uh, of movies that have a lot of music. Wow. In it. So okay. yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself a musical yeah. fan, but if it's got got artists in it that that can sing, I will, I will listen to it. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. 
Nice choice. So that was your three. I'm gonna go with another. Your three. My three. That was. Oh yours. no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're t- yeah, we're going off. I'm, I'm going off tangent. So give me your number three. So my number three <laughs> is Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Thank you, Kelly Kapowski. I, I couldn't leave her off the list. No. How dare you? If you try, that's yeah. Yeah. There's not much, much. I mean, what else did? Uh, where did you first see her? Like show did you oh say okay, so you, you did watch that show growing up i wasn't sure i can't see <laughs> oh, yeah. you watching that just knowing what i know of you but uh that's good yeah because i'm gonna say by the bell nerd. well it had kelly kapowski on it yeah. how did you not i mean you're not gonna watch it for screech right <laughs> <laughs> well no uh, i'm sure the people yeah. did but I, I was not one no, of those definitely not so good choice uh, i have a little bit more on her coming up i'm gonna go with uh one that's actually passed away just recently and uh, not in a whole heck of a lot of movies, but married to uh, uh, what's said to be a homosexual man. I'm going to go with Kelly Preston. Um, she just got wow. the girl next door. She's one of those girl next door looks. I just, I don't know. She's very attractive from, I think I first saw her in the movie Twins with DeVito and Schwarzenegger. And uh, yeah, so that is yep. my number three. I think she just passed away in the last year so. Uh yeah, I yep. think she did. So give me your number two. Oh, number two could it, it could be number one on anybody's list. Okay. And I got to go with Anna Kortnikova. Okay. I, I just I had yeah. to go there. I, I watched more tennis while she was playing in the 90s than I have ever right. watched. <laughs> and uh, I could just listen to tennis. I, I didn't have to watch it. I could just listen to it. So that was that was my number uh, two. When you say listening, you're not listening for the squeaking of the shoes, more so the uh, grunts and that whatnot. Okay. Oh yeah, I knew you were yes. going with that. She's a world class <laughs> grunter. Yeah, we'll have to look up. <laughs> uh, I forgot all about that until we, we talked about it. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with another kind of girl next door. Um, huge '80s and into the '90s uh, movies actress. And in fact, she had a stint on uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, if you're a fan of that show, uh, in the last few years. I'm going to go with Elizabeth Shue. She, I mean, Cocktail, uh, even the Babysitter okay. movie. I forget what that, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead or something like that. I forget what the name is. No. Yeah, that was it. I think that was the name of it. But um, yeah, I'm going go with Elizabeth Shue. Um, yeah. Number two. And who is your number one? Number one, hands down. Late nineties school girl outfit, Britney Spears. Oh boy, <laughs> it, I, I can't say okay. no more. Show's over, lock and load it. It's okay. done. You know, I was talking with another buddy earlier tonight at our trivia about, and he said, "Hey, because we were talking about." I was like, "Yeah, I got the show coming up, and we're going to talk about nineties chicks." And we started going back and forth, and he brought up Britney. I'm like, "Eh." He says, have you seen her lately? Have you seen a picture of her lately by any chance? Uh, no. Huh? After this, we need to, or right now if you want to, um, Google. I think there's a video that came out recently that I haven't watched yet, but he just told me about. She looks like a train wreck. But catch her in the you know late 90s, 97 to 99, top of her game. I, yeah, I got to. Or with the, the snake around okay. her. Whatever yeah, video that maybe was. Maybe early 2000s. Uh, it's a slave video, maybe. Uh, something like that. Yeah, oh, slave, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. Good old Justin Timberlake had a little bite of that. So I'm going yeah, um, to rewind him. for my number one to uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. She's my number one. Or that was your number three, right? 
That was my number yeah, three. So I, I just, yeah, she's, when you say 90s, that's the first, I mean, even if it wasn't Saved by the Bell, she was on, what was the show on Fox? I'm thinking of uh, 90210 or Mel, Melrose Place or both. I want to say. Uh, I think it was Melrose, okay. I think, because I didn't watch yeah. that one. I didn't watch Melrose Place. I, I barely watched yeah, 90210. Yeah, I wasn't one of those fans, but uh, I sure was. And, and to this day, she, she's held up. I mean, she's had, I think, a couple of kids and she's, um, she's uh, active in, on the Food Network. I don't know if you get a chance to watch that. My wife's always watching, and she's no. got. <laughs> you're like, no, no, you wouldn't catch me on that. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm watching that every once in a while. But she had a from her, and she's she's held up, you know, in her mid to late forties, um, few years ahead of us. So uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen is mine. Who did you have for some honorable mentions? I did not. None? You know, I just wanted to say with my list, there was no duck That's... soups, sauces. Okay, no duck sauces. That were harmed in the making of this <laughs> list. No duck sauces. I even looked for a few, but there was no duck sauces out there that really appealed yeah. to me. I, I kind of left my what quote-unquote freaks uh, – I shouldn't say freaks, but that's not so much Girl Next Door kind of uh, for honorable mention, like your Carmen Electra, like you mentioned, Jenny McCarthy, Pam Anderson, and then Denise Richards. I mean, those – they can yeah. easily be in there, but I kind of, I guess, left them to the side. Just it was just kind of a too easy, um, so to speak, for my top five. So yeah, that's good. I'd like to hear. Well, who was your honorable mention? Those four. Did you have yeah, those four. Yeah, I just couldn't put those. Okay. Yeah, Carmen, Jenny, Pam Anderson, and Denise Richards. They could have easily been mixed in there, but I think you know Pam is probably the most popular of the '90s uh, females. And see, I, I, Pam. After um, Tommy Lee honked, his, honked the horn of his boat with his dick, I was kind of done. I can't do no more after that. So I'm all, oh, game over. I'm going to let her off the list. I had a copy of that, man. I don't know where the hell. I think somebody stole it from me back in the day. But uh, nice VHS copy. It's probably worth a million dollars. So as a reminder, you can always go to our handle, Giving the Points podcast, on both Twitter and Instagram, every week for our lists and upcoming lists to come. Got a couple we need to discuss, uh, some Scorsese movies, most overrated movies, top three quarterback, wide receiver combos. So we've got a lot we can uh, discuss in the upcoming weeks. So moving along, news and notes. Um, anything that jumped out at you in the world of college football that you uh, want to bring to light tonight? Yes. I don't know if you've heard the uh-huh. rumor. But Urban Meyer's going to Texas. No, I did not hear that. Urban Meyer's wife was caught in Austin, Texas, looking at property. Two days. You know. So the rumor mill mm -hmm. is out that he is headed to Texas. And after I heard it, I was like, it It makes sense. It's a national program. You know, he's always said he's wanted to coach Notre Mm -hmm. Dame. And I always said after he left Florida, I said he's going to Notre Dame after Mm -hmm. he left. Uh, Ohio State, he'll be at Notre Dame, and you know Texas seems like a good a good landing spot for him because it's a global program. You know, if you go back 30, 40 years, they were in the elite class with USC, Notre Dame, and even Alabama back then, and they've lost their luster, mm-hmm. kind of like what Notre Dame has gone through. Except Notre Dame's kind of put together some some better teams over the last ten years, but I, I think it would be a good landing spot for him. It would definitely juice up and change. Uh, the Big 12. Well, change Texas because they haven't really been in contention, I would say, since Vince Young back in the early 2000s, I want to say. Um, so that, that yeah. brings me to one other question that I didn't plan on discussing, but are is Texas a top five college 
destination for coaching right now? You know what? I'd have to say yes. Okay. Who? And okay. I'll t- and I'll tell you why. Because Texas has the money inside their program to do whatever they need to do. True. They just need some name recognition to bring the players. Texas is a huge recruiting playground, and they've always, you know, if you look back to when they were prevalent back in the early 2000s, and then you go further back and look at the 1990s and the 1980s, they always did a good job of global recruiting, recruiting players out out of not only Texas, but California and Florida, and getting the players that the USC's and Notre Dame's and the Alabama's mm-hmm. wanted. So I, I would say, yes, so, I, w- I would put it. Yeah, yeah good. No, yeah, no, go I, I, I totally interrupted you. Good. You say, no, I was just going to say there, there's probably six programs out there that I think are global programs just off the top okay. of my head. So let me give you a couple. And let me give I you think, a couple. And you tell me, yes, if, if okay. they're in the top five or they're not Bama, Notre yes. Dame. Yeah, Ohio State. Unfortunately, okay. yes. Um, Clemson. You know what? I say yes I now. Say yes. But when Dabo when Dabo mm-hmm. leaves, it's no longer. It's it's not it's not the program yeah. anymore. It's only that program is only as good as the coach that's running it. Michigan. Unfortunately, yes, but not. Yeah, right now. I agree. I like that way it's stated. I, yes, but not at this time. So I'm just looking at the top, you know, 25 and thinking, what is even think about what about USC? I wouldn't say they are right now. They, they, they're a historical top five, but not right now, you know, and a a team, and I hate to say this, but a team that's moving in that direction Mm -hmm. is Florida. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Florida has the money. Big time. They, they have the, uh, the alumni, they have the name recognition. Mm-hmm. They have everything they, they need. They just had a couple of bad years, just like everybody yeah. else. So and then you then you toss on their basketball program mm-hmm. on top of it. You know, think about the last time a, a team had a really good football team and a really good basketball yeah, team. That's, it, they're few and far yeah. between. And Florida somehow has a good one of each all the time. They sure do. So I, th- I think they're moving that direction. You know, we talked about Ohio State. Ohio State will always be a football program. They'll never be a football program. Um, and I, I think there's some schools that are on the outside looking in of that. But I, I think those are the, the big yeah. ones. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because uh, I'm sure it's uh, in conversation now that he has been seen or his wife's been seen in Austin. That's a good call. And I mean, that guy Tom Herman's not done a terrible job, but he hasn't done to what – you know, probably their expectations of alumni have been, you know, top 10 uh, BCS. I think they may have only made a couple of BCS uh, playoff appearances. So, yeah, uh, that was really early on. And, I, you know, I was reading the article and I didn't know that this is Tom Herman's fourth season there. Already. Okay. It just seems like yesterday that that big headed coach <laughs> uh, that they had before tried to put on the Oh, I don't know if you remember this. Tried to put on the the gold cowboy hat and it wouldn't fit his head. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, you talking but... about um, uh, the guy who went to Carolina, uh, Mac? Mac? Uh... No, the one before uh, the one before him. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Or maybe it was after him. It was, it was the black guy. Oh, 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 yes, Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong. <laughs> I, he did He's a decent a job head. there. <laughs> 
But Charlie uh, Strong had that huge head yeah, he after the beat Oklahoma that he tried to put that that gold cowboy hat on and it wouldn't. Oh, uh, crazy! He wore it around anyway. So that's what I remember from him. But so another thing I noticed, and this is in conversation recently um, tonight, is that Michigan canceled versus Maryland due to COVID nineteen issues. But I also yep. heard I don't know if this is just a rumor, but they're I guess they're they're playing Ohio State I think next week. And they're even thinking mm-hmm. about packing it up for the season. Uh, I, I forget the reason he told me for – and, again, this is probably rumor, but if they pack up the season, Ohio State can't play against Michigan, they don't qualify for, one, the Big Ten championship, and, two, I don't think the college football playoffs. So, No, they do not. That's crazy. If, if Jim Harbaugh dictates Ohio State having a chance – that's crazy to think about that he's getting his so, revenge. So think about this. So think about this. If you are Michigan and if you're Jim Harbaugh, what benefit do you get from playing Ohio State? You're going to take a beating mm-hmm. again. You just got beat by Penn State. Penn State was 0-5. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, what, what benefit do you have? Your biggest benefit is by shutting the program down getting started on recruiting early and trying to stick it to Ohio State because they can't go to the playoffs. I mean, you th- Michigan doesn't worry about the money from not from them going to the playoffs. Yeah. So Michigan's got their own money. They're fine. Yeah. So you, you kill two birds with one stone yeah. and you get to get exactly. the finger to Ohio State while you're at it. Talking with your rival, man, without even playing them. That's, that's what it's come down to. That's sad. That's, that's a puss move to me, so. Yeah, no, it is, but it's, it's far for the course. So let's move on to uh, unless you have anything else that caught your eye and news. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I'm sure with the things. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll save our fucked hard for absolutely. the end of the show. But that was really up okay. for me this week. So let's go to our top of the mountain, bottom of the ditch. We'd like to review last week's action and who performed at high. Uh, amounts and who didn't do so so who'd you have top of the mountain last week top of the mountain desmond howard Hmm. he didn't even touch the field and he scored a touchdown okay so i'm sure that you heard uh, because it was on every 15 seconds on saturday that the first woman was going to kick for vanderbilt in a big five school yes and desmond howard took a lot of heat because he was critiquing her form of kicking and social media just blasted this poor guy. And I, I, I sit there and I, I was watching social media and I was watching the TV coverage and I was watching the other games that are on. And I, so I'll just give you my take. If you're going to play with the big boys and be princess quarterback, you're going to have to take the critiquing that you're going to get in that position. Mm-hmm. If you think about every Saturday, these poor guys that miss field goals or get scored on or throw interceptions and pick sixes and how not only the media, but the fans, but the analysts all dogpile these kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old and put them through the ringer for not playing well. If she wants to play on that stage, that's what she gets. So I was, I was glad that he, that he told it like it is. I was glad that he he was being objective to what was going on, and kudos mm-hmm. to him. Uh, that's the only time I've ever agreed with Desmond <laughs> Howard in my life. 
but he was right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, that's that's one for the record books. I don't think we've ever had a player hit our top of the mountain that hasn't touched the ball, but uh, touche, good choice. I'm going to go with the obvious, um, unless you're living in a cave and you didn't watch last week's games. Uh, Buffalo running back Jared Patterson ran for the record books. He scampered for 36 times, 409 yards, which is actually kind of par for the course for him. He's averaged, or he's had 300 games, 300 yard games, multiple games so far, but he had eight rushing touchdowns. So he tied the record. Now I was looking up to see who the record holder was with him. I can't right offhand. I don't want to keep our listeners uh, waiting for my Googling skills. So he tied the record for most touchdowns in one single game, eight. But if that wasn't enough, his counterpart, teammate, Kevin Marks, who's no slouch in the fantasy world, scampered 16 times for 97 yards and additional two touchdowns. So this team rushed for 10 damn touchdowns in one game. So by far, probably the top of the mountain for a single output in the last few years, fantasy-wise, for one player, Jared Patterson. Who do you got? Yeah, and fuck the guy on our and and our fantasy league. Did you got play him last week? I mean, I, that's the. I, well, I played him not this week, but last week, and he had fifty-four uh, points last week, and he had over eighty this week because I, I mean, we he's the guy who's 80. leading the league. Eighty, and uh, he had he had eighty points that's over insane, eighty, dude. and he had one player playing, and I looked at the I'm I'm looking at the on Saturday I'm looking at the. You know, the yeah. schedule and seeing who's got what. And I'm like, okay, I need mm-hmm. this guy to lose so I can climb a game. He had 80 points with one player playing. And I'm like, Jesus That's, Christ. This yeah. is ridiculous. And he had, he had, uh, Derek King. He's, he drafted Derek King. He's got him on the bench. Does he? Oh, yes. my God. I didn't look at that. He's, he's got, uh, it's a ridiculous team. And to be honest, and this is no slouch, yeah. he just, he did get obviously lucky. And I think he would agree. He has not had a successful – he's played probably one of the longest tenured players in our fantasy league, um, and he hasn't had the most success. So, good for him. And I don't think he's ever won it, but yeah, he's probably going to win with a few weeks left. I think he's ahead of us enough where yeah. no one can catch him. So, um, yeah, good for him, man. Shit, he's going to pull down first place money. Uh, yeah, yep, and uh, let's go to the opposite side of the coin. What about your bottom of the ditch performers? You know, bottom of the ditch would be not only Maryland and Indiana. That game didn't need referees; it needed an <laughs> ambulance. Because every time I looked over, there was somebody else down getting carted off the field. Indiana lost Phoenix mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Maryland lost the running back Funk that yeah. we've talked about. I mean, it was just bloodshed all over the place. Horrible game to watch. Um, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I, w- I was highly overestimated our our games this week. It was not an eight-point nothing. There was not it, – it was, it was a tough sled yeah. <laughs> to, to watch some of these games that were on yeah. Saturday. So I just had the, the number of injuries and, and opt-outs. You know, players continue to opt out. You know, you and I talked earlier that Traylon Burks mm-hmm. from Arkansas, he's put up some good some good numbers this year. And he said, you know what, I'm packing it in and I'm yeah. going to the draft. So just every day I turn it on and it's just injury ridden and a lot of players are getting hurt and people are just they're mm-hmm. they're not playing. So that that was my one 
Exactly. I'm going to go with uh, LSU's backfield. They combined for a 36-yard rushing performance. So um, I think they played Texas A&M. They accounted for seven points total, their offense. So they lost 20-7, to seven, I want to say. So I know A&M's a good team, very good team this year, but LSU's backfield was just atrocious. So they're going to be my bottom of the ditch. Um, moving to our recap, like we were just talking about, our fantasy league for college. Um, last week, that king of battle is our number one team. He put on 233 damn points behind Jarrett Patterson's 88. So even without that, he would have had a good game. Um, so he wins again. I ended up beating the team who's in last place. I don't think he's won one all year. He leaves spots open, so he won't be playing next year. Um, but also, you ended up uh, edging out Jukespur. You won by 21, and it looks like I can't tell who really did well for you. I mean, you had a lot of uh, double-digit performers. No one – I see Jake Funk, like you mentioned. He's hurt and nope. he didn't play for you. Nobody really stepped up. You know, I yeah, I got lucky. It was a lucky week. If for As lucky as I got in college, I got doubly unluckily, unlucky yeah. in pro. So, it was just a – you know, Ohio mm-hmm. State didn't play, and there was my defense and my star running back. Verdell got hurt. Um, Spiller didn't put up a whole lot of points. I just, you know, it's just just I, a damn train wreck. My my team is dude, just dude. I just apart. noticed on your bench you left a guy from South Alabama, wide receiver. I want to say Jalen Tolbert, forty eight points. He had three three touchdowns and two fifty two yards. And your boy Charlie yeah. Brewer, who you were high on in the draft, and then you've uh, slowly shat on him. He had 38 points, so he finally did something. So two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So, wow. Um, and yours truly ended up, uh, you know, yeah. like I said, I think earlier I beat that guy. So um, just looking at the updated standings real quick, King of Battle is our 11-1 top team. And then you've got the three bucking for second and third at nine and three. Yours, uh, my team, and then uh, Terry Park, the finest. And then we've got a seven and five team. So, it's looking like that's going to be uh, our top three right there for the uh, end of the season coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get some if I can get my it. money back and some, that'll be fine. So, um, yep. And let me yep. mention also, I was I listened to some fantasy football other podcasts, um, and they I heard one of the co-hosts talking about a twelve-team. Uh, college league that he is in he's been in for i want to say 20 years so i mean he's going back to early 2000s when he was drafted they draft only 40 players they have for the entire year there's the bye weeks have to be considered in advance despite covid um and there's an in-person draft so they don't have any they don't have any waiver wire so you have your 40 and you're done if you don't if your guys get hurt you're you're fucked but it's cool they do yeah they do a draft in person um, and I didn't get all the details. He was talking about it real quick. And he says they all go, they have a podium and they all go up there and they announce every single pick. And it's like a lot. Uh, so it sounds like a lot of fun, but uh, I, eventually I doubt we're going to be able to do that kind of a nerdy thing, but I'd love to do an in-person draft for college, let alone NFL draft or fantasy. Yeah, that, that would be, yeah. that would be fun. So let's go to our Heisman segment. Uh, we'd like to recap who we had as our top three Heisman choices from the previous week's action and who we have this week. So give us your picks from last week and for this week. 
you know, last week I had Trask and Lawrence. This week, I'm adding a player to it because he needs recognition. Okay. He won't win it, but he deserves to be talked about. Trask, Lawrence, and nice. Kyle Pitts. I agree. Kyle Pitts is, is a damn beast. He's played in five games and has 11 and touchdowns. He's just a, a touchdown sick. machine. It sickens me to even talk about it, too. But you know, yeah, I, I, yeah I, mean, I mean, Trask, again, put up yeah. good numbers. Not not outstanding numbers, but good numbers. And he's going to finish the finish the next two or three games. And, and like like I've said for a long for a couple of weeks now, it's going to come down to our voters going to vote before the Alabama yeah, before the Alabama game, or are they going to vote after? That's it's, what it's going to come yeah, down to. It's and close, then, and I, I think you're right because the SEC championship is close to the end of December. I think the, the voting may be before that championship game, so that may hurt him. I think he's yeah. good. Good. So I no, I, I think I just think he has mm-hmm. the inside shot. People expo- expect Lawrence to do well, <laughs> but here's what's going to hurt Lawrence: is that he went down, and they bring in the backup, and the backup mm-hmm. did miss a beat. So to me, through if I was a voter, and, I, and I'm not, and I never will be, but if I was a voter, I, I mm-hmm. take that into consideration. And you know, Trask is, yeah, putting up some good numbers in the SEC. Yeah. The supposed good defenses, which I think that uh, that myth has gone to the wayside over the last few years. They used to have pretty solid defenses, but I think there's a lot more points being scored than what uh, these defenses are uh, proud to admit. So, um, okay, so did you yeah. you recap – and you're, you just have put Pitts in this week, right? Okay, gotcha. Yep, I just added Pitts. I, th- I still think yeah. it's Trask, Lawrence. You know, I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Pitts. Um, I don't think you can win the Heisman because yeah. Trask is in front of him. But, yeah, but he deserves he's, he's doing some, sure. some props. I had uh, Trask, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson from BYU. I'm going to leave it the same. Um, I don't think Fields has done enough to get in the top three. I don't think Lawrence, I think he's dropped off. And I, I said I'd keep him on top until he – fault of his, but he was out for two games with the COVID or two or three. So, um, you know, two games of no production is, is big in the Heisman voting, I think. So it's all about uh, productivity and, and season-long uh, productivity for that matter. So I'm going to go with Trask. Mac Jones has been just a constant performer for Obama that is a well oil machine over there. And uh, Zach Wilson hasn't done anything wrong for BYU, which is probably, I would say, the second best nope. offense in the country, uh, even better than Florida in my eyes. So um, I'm going to go with the same three, and uh, we'll always put those up on our Twitter and Instagram handles at Giving the Points Podcast if you want to follow along each and every week. And what about this week's slate of games? I know we talked about it, and you're not too high on it. What are you looking forward to as your game of the week if you have to pick one? You know what? There's not one must-watch game all week, all weekend, for for college. I mean, there there are huge spreads. There there's just nothing. There, mm-hmm. I try to find something. What is the one game I would love to watch? And obviously, I'm going to watch Penn State every week. Um, shout out to the Nittany Lions for finally getting off the Schneid and getting me a win, <laughs> so I can smile around the house. The kids can stop hiding under their beds. But if you look at the spreads and you look at who's playing who, I mean, Notre Dame's got Syracuse, Florida's got Tennessee. 
even Wisconsin, Iowa is a 14 point spread. There's just nothing yeah. really to watch. So I'm going to, I'll watch mm-hmm. all of them like I always do, but uh, there's, there's nothing that jumps out to me and says, Hey, you've got to be at, yeah. in front of the TV at this uh, point. And I'm not How playing the you? role of copycat. I just really, I, I agree. I mean, traditionally Alabama LSU is the game of the year, but it's a 29 point spread. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And at LSU, Bama's favored by that much. That's yeah. just, and they're probably going to yeah. blow that out. I mean, they, they, they could win by 35 to 40. I mean, if they beat Kentucky by 60, it's, uh, you know, LSU is not what they, they were last year with Joe Burrow and company. And uh, if I had to give it a rating, I mean, at least a five, I, I'll give it a 5.5 this week. If you, and again, I, I, I'm going to watch Alabama just to see them score. I like the offense. I'm always pro offense. So I'm going to watch that game at eight o'clock. Um, what, what did you have to give if you had to give a score this week? I gave it a okay. 5.9. I think this is Easy. the worst week of Easy. the season that's, so far. That's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, with all these cancellations, and I think this would have been a, a down week. I'm looking at the postponements and cancellations. Carolina-Miami was the games that were canceled. So uh, it, it is strange to see some games shifted yep. to Sunday. This this Western Kentucky-Charlotte game, I know who gives a fuck about these two teams, but they are playing Sunday at noon. So they're up against the NFL. Good luck. Um, and then Washington State USC is playing later that night, seven thirty on Sunday. So it's a strange, strange year. However, yeah, yeah, that's going to be really weird. College football on a Sunday afternoon and evening. Uh, so anyway, we move along to our. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you talk about cancellations. I just, you know, what's funny is that we're entering a world of where the bowl games are starting oh. to get canceled and there's already been really 10 bowl I didn't games see canceled. that. I saw one in particular. Yeah. Yep. And I was the Las Vegas bowl this week got canceled and they've already canceled uh, a bunch of bowls that we, you know, I don't know oh, where no, Kentucky's no, going to get to play this year. No, you're a big Kentucky <laughs> fan. The Bahama bowl, the Fenway bowl, the Hawaii bowl, the holiday bowl, the oh, Mo- motor city bowl, Pinstripe and the Sun yeah. Bowl have all been canceled, so I, I don't know where some of these SEC teams are going to oh. cart off to. But maybe, maybe it'll be an abbreviated bowl yeah. season, and we'll get something a little different. I mean, it was kind of watered down. I mean, I, I love watching all of them because you know December was the month to where you mm-hmm. just you just watch bowl game after bowl game. And by the time New Year's Day, you're mm-hmm. amped up for your team and. Yeah, you know, and but we'll certainly get our bowl pool going again. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure you were in it last year, um, but yeah, we'll throw some oh, yes. bucks around. We got to make the holiday season a little bit more merrier um, outside of NFL action. This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15 on MI. That's 150MI. Let's go. So let's move along to our Who You Got segment. As a reminder, each of us have been allotted a $1,000 f- 
fake bankroll before the season started, and the one of us with the larger remaining balance at the end of the season takes the other one's $20 bill, which is all but inclusion that you are going to get my $20. But we'll talk about that. Um, as a reminder, each week we will place dollar amounts on two single game picks with the spread, one dog money line pick, one parlay and or teaser, and one NFL pick with the spread. So give me a recap of last week, the balance, uh, how you did, and your current balance. Last week we started off at 739, and we rolled us up about another $200, $203, $4 in, in winnings. I sit here, America, and I told you Notre Dame minus five. I said it three times. Lock it. It's done. Notre Dame covered for $100 for me. I said Indiana is a good bet. They won me 91 mm. on a $110 bet. Texas money line. I had 55 on Texas money line, and they can't kick a damn field goal. I don't know how many field goals mm-hmm. you have to miss, but they should have won that game. But they didn't, so I'll take the L. We had a teaser of Notre Dame plus one, Indiana minus five and a half, and Old Miss minus three and a half. Hit that, that won me $93. And then we took the NFL game, Arizona. This is this, only the second NFL game I've lost this season hmm. in our, our poll. Had 55 on them. They didn't cover the two and a half. That cost me 55 bucks, but we won $200. And that puts me at nine forty three for the year, right where I In want the words to be. Of Borat, that ass. Now, on the other side of things, in the slums of Degeneration Town, is your boy Cox. He started the week at a whopping one hundred seventeen dollars and fifty seven fucking cents. So we were all in once again. I think it's been the fourth week in a row. We just threw some twenty and forty dollar bets out there. I caught my $20 bet on the Kent State Buffalo over, thanks to Jared Patterson and Kevin Marks. I missed my Maryland, or Maryland Indiana over, surprisingly. Uh, Colorado didn't lose any money because they got rescheduled, so I didn't hit my original money line prediction on that. Uh, I lost my parlay on the overs for the previous games. And I hit my Kansas City uh, negative three and a half. They covered that. So I am down to 92.59. Mm-hmm. So let's hear what you got for us and for America this week. America, there are no mm. locks this week. There's just not. The spreads are too big, but here's where we're going. We're going 55 on UF minus 17. We're going to buy the hook here. They're going to trounce Tennessee. Tennessee cannot put up with the air raid that is Tal mm-hmm. Trask and Mr. Pitts. We're going to put 55 on Wisconsin minus 14 over Indiana. Indiana's broke. They've got no offense. Wisconsin will continue to score. They'll be scoring this time next week. So that's an easy $55. We're going to, we're going to go, and this line was weird. We didn't put a lot, of, a lot on it, but we're going with the Memphis being okay. an underdog. And we're, we're going to take uh, Mr. White and see him whip it around the field. We're going to put 33 on the money line. The best bet of the week is going mm. to be a $99 teaser. We're going to get six off each of the spreads. We're going to take UF at 11 and a half. We're going to take Clemson at minus 16. That should be easy. And we're going to take Penn State minus five over Rutgers. And that's going to net us about 168 when it's all said and done. And then we're going to change up the NFL this week. We're going to put 55 on four money lines. 
We're going to take Kansas City. We're going to take Minnesota over the Jags. We're going to take Tennessee. And we're going to put Miami in there to give us a four-team straight-up money line parlay. I like it. I can't argue. I, I, we talked about this earlier. I like the strategy going straight up instead of money – or. Uh, uh, spreads with the NFL. Those are four very capable games. You've got opponents that are less than uh, sick for, I think, who's playing Cleveland? I forgot. I think Tennessee. Um, Cleveland. Yeah, that's a pretty solid game. Yeah, Surprisingly, Cleveland's a, a better than normal. That might be the only one that gives you trouble out of that, if I were to guess. But um, for my choices, I had to, with yeah. my minimum uh, funds available for, for wagering, uh, you know, it's been 12 weeks now that I see your strategy. I think next year to be a little bit more frugal with my, my budget. I'm going to put it all with your permission uh, in, in one money line only. And I'm going to go with the team that's done very well for me for the most part. I'm going to go with the mighty Liberty flames money line. They're underdogs too. Here we go, baby. Down Here we go. Beach in coastal Carolina and crew. We got a nine and O team versus nine and one Liberty. Only one or only lost because of a uh, botched field goal would, would have put them in the lead against NC state. Uh, there, I want to say it's a 10 point spread for coastal Carolina. So give me Liberty. I've got it all in. I'm pushing my chips, my $92 and 59 cents to the middle. It can net me two Oh three seventy if they win. So I'm not going to come back more than likely this year, but. You know, well, you know, I, I I'm going to have to question okay. your degenerate level. You know, on a scale to one to ten, you know, I I, I pegged you early on as probably an eight and a half, and really? I want to have to move you down to like a five mm-hmm. and a half because I know if I'm losing, I'm double down it. I'm going to shove another twenty dollars in, and I'm going to get me some money. And you know, I'm and go I, balls out to try to catch up. And I, I just assumed I was that's thinking what you of it. Do. And I looked at, I said to myself, how much damage could you do with a thousand with him not even putting a dent in his thousand barely? Uh, you know, I don't see there's any, yes, you, you, you've pegged me as a, uh, a halfway degenerate and I'm probably surprising myself and not throwing another 20 in there. I just can't give in to you and can't give you any more money maybe next season, but, uh, We'll see. We'll see what this week. Maybe I have to do it with a couple weeks left. Well, what about no? 10 we're for not 500? that side. We, that we can't do that. In? If I'm going to go all, I'm going to go all in. With, I'm going to get another 20. So <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I uh, change my mind. If I'm, obviously, if I'm losing to Liberty this week, uh, you know, I'm going to have to think. Like, we can't go three weeks without me picking anything. So we'll see how it works out Saturday. And I, I think I've heard that that game might be canceled. So I might be just getting my damn money back. I thought there's a COVID scare with Liberty team. Uh, I think I saw it on the ESPN uh, bottom line. So anyway, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Jesus will fix that. We'll see. Jesus uh, so as a reminder, back. always go to our Twitter and Instagram handles, giving the points podcast for our weekly picks and updated season long balances. So we're going to move on to our, TV, movie, pop culture segment, anything of note that you noticed this week that you want to mention to the, the listeners? Okay. I didn't watch anything. It was it was non-TV. You know, we, we I do have a, a fucktard of the week. I do take that back. Okay. My fucktard is something I saw on TV. I don't know. If, you know we, we talked last week about the, the Tyson fight. Um, and it was... It was exactly what I thought it would be. No complaints with that. But Nate Robinson got knocked the fuck out. I, I, I laughed 
more at that than I have at anything over the last couple of months. He was running those gums all week long, and he got knocked out by a goddamn YouTube star. Not even an athlete, just a YouTube star. And I love the memes on social media with with Mm. him just laid out. I love it. So he was my fucktard of the week. That's what you get for running your gums. Um, but and we'll have really to post a picture of the memes or a few of them if we can uh, on our socials after the show here so we can kind of throw our best, uh, our most enjoyable memes up there of good old Nate Robinson, the mighty midget. Uh, I did want to bring up one thing. I just, I didn't plan on talking <laughs> about it, but I, I happened to watch a movie uh, this past week. I think it was during the weekend. It's something I was, uh, I, every once in a while I go on my favorites or my list on Netflix or whatever, you know, Amazon prime. And I'll, I'll just kind of go through and say, uh, let's yeah. dump this, let's keep this. And I came to this movie called the platform. It's on Netflix. It's from 2019. It's, I think it's a, it's a Spanish movie, but they've uh, done the, whatever that term is where they put in the English voices. So it, this is the recap of it. It's a vertical yeah. prison with one cell per level, two people per cell only one food platform and two minutes per day to feed. It's an endless nightmare trapped in the hole. So basically there's 300 plus levels. It's a vertical prison. And this platform, it's like a picture of a square with a, uh, a rectangle cut out in the middle where the platform that has this large, lavish uh, food layout. Um, the first, you know, you're on the top, the cell number one, or platform one, you get the best of everything. There's people they show. It's just a, a very interesting movie. If you got an hour and a half to kill, take a look at it. It's called the platform. You get deal with some I'll have voiceover to uh, English, whatever they call that VOA or some, whatever the term is. I can't think of it, but it's a very interesting movie. It's crazy. Uh, you know, they go from level one to 33. I want to say is the last one. And, there's there's nothing of food of any kind so people are eating other people it's crazy so it's kind of a horror slash thriller so that's my recommendation to listeners and to yourself um not trying to one-up your fucktard of the week which was by far easily the fucktard yeah no that's that's a good movie very interesting movie so um anything else before we part friend No, no. I mean, I, I'm really, really rooting for Liberty. You know, I, I want to see you come back. I mean, I, I've yeah. already spent the $20, so I, I'm not worried about that. I just want to see you, you know, come back and at yeah, least make a, give us something a fight to... for it. Mm-hmm. I will say to America, the, the teasers are winners. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're not locks, but they're winners. So I look forward to coming back and okay. celebrating. And my, I know we've uh, only got two week. weeks that shows here in the schedule of uh... – wagering at least so i mean we'll see if liberty doesn't uh produce any dollars for me uh, i might have to throw in another 20 and just go ape shit with bets and of course to me i haven't even have a chance i'd have to earn the thousand back and then some uh to have a chance against you but it's it's all for not but we'll see um, i i, I kind of like when you called me out i appreciate that and i'll take that consideration and uh I need to show you that I'm a truly a, a more than a five degenerate on a scale of one to 10. So, so uh, for that being said, uh, <laughs> for my co-host, Jason Odell, I am Jeff Cox, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors this week. And as always,
Good luck. Good boxing.